VBS is an invaluable time to reach the kids in your community with the truth of God's word. But it's important for us to be prepared. LifeWay VBS previews are the best possible way to develop your volunteer team, to gain valuable training, and to build momentum and excitement for your VBS. Get ready to build your best VBS yet at VBS Previews. Find a location near you at vbs.lifeway.com slash preview. Hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. By the way, we're really glad you're listening. And if you are not a regular listener, you really should be. You can get this podcast pushed into your social media feed by going uh, into your Facebook feed and clicking like and follow on the Lifeway Kids Facebook page. And then all of our blog posts and all of our podcast episodes will conveniently show up right in your phone. How could it be any better than that? If you want to, I would also invite you to go back and check out the archives of the podcast at kidsministry101.com. That's kidsministry101.com, where you can find all the back episodes um, with all the conversations that we've had ever. And there's hundreds of them now. It's a lot of talking. So if you need a lot of listening, Go back and weed through the podcast episodes and enjoy yourself. There are also really great things in there. Uh, one for yourself to be edified and encouraged and, and equipped, but also some of them are really great to share with your other leaders so that as you lead your volunteer teams, you can encourage them and equip them with ideas of how they can do their roles better for the most effective ministry you can have to kids. When I think of the most effective ministry that you can possibly have with kids, no other person comes to mind before Mr. Mark Jones. Hey, Mark, how are you? Oh, thanks for having me. Listen, you're right. When you look back at those archives and you are able to listen to some of those things, especially if there's a topic you're searching for, I mean, it's it's very encouraging. For one, you, you may feel affirmed that, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. Right. Thank right. Or new ideas that kind of bring some freshness and we need both you know we it's good you if you are doing it right and you listen to the podcast and you're like boy everything in these episodes i'm already doing that's good for you to know right it's affirmation and we need that because as kids leaders we don't often interact with people who understand what we do right what it requires (laughs) and to have some friends like we have on the podcast who can share things and you can, if all you do is come away and be like, okay, I guess I'm doing all right. That's good for us to know. And on the other hand, there are always something, there's always something in every episode that's like a new, uh, either a reminder of something that we knew, but forgot. Mark, you have forgotten more about kids ministry than, than I or most of our listeners have ever learned, right? Cause you're, you are an expert and (laughs) so wise uh, that there's always something to learn. So Well, we're glad to have you back on the podcast, Mark. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. It's always great to be here. We finished with you, Chuck. I love your energy. It it really energizes me. Well, we we recently recorded uh, another episode where we talked about kids and talking. For you and me, that was two seconds ago. We we just stopped recording that episode and literally started recording this new one. So for us, it's been all of 90 seconds. For the listeners, (laughs) those are probably a few weeks apart. But from that perspective, it's good to have you back. Welcome back. It's been weeks. Oh, I always appreciate it. I love our Lifeway family. I think it's great. 
Well, today we want to talk about an, uh, an issue that is real for everybody, and yeah. that is prep time. Yeah, let's get like, practical. Let's get real with some with some hardcore insights on how we can get better at preparation, because some of us are procrastinators. Mm-hmm. Some of us are skimmers. Mm-hmm. Some of us are pull it out of your back pocket and wing it kind of people. Mm-hmm. None of those things are really the best for us. Right. Yeah, and I'm all those things. And you know what? I've done every one of those too. And, and the truth is, you, you can walk in a room and pull it out of the drawers, pull it out of the cabinet, slap it on the tables, get through the session, and even feel good. Like, wow, this really pull worked out today. Yep. This is great. But the truth is, the Holy Spirit probably filled a lot of gaps for you <laughs> in all of that. And and if you operate like that. I promise Satan is going to rob your joy because part of the joy is preparing and getting things ready and having it anticipating how the boys and girls are going to engage with all of that. And um, so don't don't let Satan rob your joy by not making margin of time to be able to prepare. I want to talk about how how to do you don't have to have long prep times Let's talk about just a routine that you can get into. Well, because preparation really preparation can feel overwhelming to some of yep. us, right? Because when I look at that lesson plan, it can be eight, mm-hmm. 10 pages long. There's a lot of words on the paper. Yep. And if I'm not the kind of person who learns well that way, it can feel overwhelming. Yep. And so I just might put it off or not get to it. People are really busy. And mm-hmm. so even as people look at curriculum uh, to try to make a decision about what to choose to purchase, right. prep time is one of those questions that people always ask always. and that we're always, how long is this going to take my leaders to prepare for? And, and so the question mark is it, it, how much of that is what the resource is and how much of it is our strategy for how we approach preparation. Yes, yes, I totally agree. I was, um, I was, you know, when I was a writer, I, I really struggled with. I want it to be a really fun activity. I want it to be engaging, uh, something that everyone will get excited about. But I, I, I had to remember, not every church has the resources we have. Um, not every church is the same, and so we have to really, the writers do a great job with what they uh, have been given or tasked to do, but you know, your kids, you know, what they like, you know, what they will enjoy. And there's just a a couple of words of uh, observation that I want to say, and that is, especially at the beginning of a new year, your first quarter, go ahead and, and hang that piece of paper in your, in your cabinet door has with all their names and watch, are they a, a learner that just likes to read and work alone or something like that? Or do they like to engage with a lot of kids and they talk a lot and there's a lot of interaction? Or do they like to do visual things? Uh, do they like to do logical things like puzzles and codes and uh, those type of things where they have to figure it out? Or are they more kinesthetic, like they want to do hands-on learning and you need to provide things where they get to put it together? Because there's a lot of STEM activities that we see in school that are really engaging to kids. Mm -hmm. So all I'm saying is just observe what do your children connect to the the quickest? Because in your limited time, you want to choose activities that they're going to connect with. So that makes great sense, right? Because sometimes when we just look at that 
that leader guide uh, in, a, a few days ahead, hopefully a few days ahead, not the night before or the morning of. Right. <laughs> we're like, okay, what do I need for today's thing? Do I need yeah. cotton balls? Do I need glue? Do I need, right, right. you know, what, what uh, do I need balls in a bucket or bean bags? On my way to church. Right, right. And so right. sometimes we're, and then we're, we often, if we're honest, some of us, let's not throw everybody under the bus. Some of us might just choose, well, I have post-it notes right here. We're going to do that activity because it's easy for for me. Yeah. Maybe not with the insight you just shared about the context, contextualizing that to the specific kids that we have right. and not what's easiest for us as the leader, but what's most right. effective for them as learners. You know, as a writer, though, we were always uh, at Lifeway, we were always encouraged to consider the different learning approaches yes. and try to write activities that would be more um, it, like they're not all art activities. There's a variety. And that was always key. And I still see that uh, yes. even when I'm teaching, I see that. Um, but I just want to say there's going to be some favorites that your class likes mm. uh, and you really need to write those down. And again, I say open the cabinet door and take that piece of paper on there. So you always know where to go find it. I have a tub in each of my elementary classrooms where we've made Bible skill games, homemade or teacher made games. And we put those in there. Um, so we can always pull those out if we want to resource, especially with early arrivers, that kind of yes. thing. Or if the sermon goes long. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> that never happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, it does. Or but what a great or, idea. Or having that bucket. When we're talking about parents who are just chit chatting in the hall, and won't come get their kids. So, so you're saying uh, that Lily from our last episode, listeners, this is an inside joke if you didn't listen. So Lily grows up and becomes a mom and yeah. she's still talking in the hallway when you're watching so your watch and looking to get to the buffet. To. <laughs> right. You're right. Hey, I want to give you a, a practical approach about getting prepped for Sunday. So you got your brand new book. It's starting a new quarter. I encourage you just to look at what are the activities for this month? And be aware of, of what you're going to be teaching, the concept. This one is he is God. So I know where my focus is now. And you're going to do this without gathering anything. You're just going to sit down in your easy chair at home and go through each of the pages and just look at what you need to in the sidebar, what, what you're going to need to gather in case you're going to go ahead and just get an idea. Oh, I'm, I'm going to need cotton balls one day. Oh, I'm going to need cups that other day. I'm going to need, and, and you're just gathering those, just circling those things that you're going to need to gather. Now, if it's in the resource room and you know, you can, you have a resource room, you can do it, then underline them. So all, all you've done is just triage, go through it and see yeah, what great. is it I'm going to gather. Okay. And now I know that my story is about this person, about this person, this person, this person, even if you don't memorize it, at least, you know, where it is. That's all. And I, what I do at the very beginning is I take all the learner pages apart and I put all of week one into a, uh, an expandable folder with 13 different slots or what's called uh, accordion yeah, yeah. Uh, type of folder and separate all those. Cause I know I don't want to do that every week. Right. Uh, and, and I did it last week when I was watching the football game because college football started. So I just stood there and just, or sat there and yeah. tore those apart. Then I, 
got, I got my leader pack and I went ahead and put that in order to matter of fact, we're ordering, uh, for our teachers, 11 by 17 accordion fold folders. We just found out that they're available. Uh, we're going to just order through Amazon. So that way, even the large pack items can Get right fit in there. Yeah. In the great week. thought. See, it's already, it, it, I mean, what you would do in a short amount of time, you're already down the road. It makes it so much easier. And so then I shared with my teachers and, uh, and we use, um, the uh, Bible studies for life. And I put together a plan book for them. Uh, yeah. you can see, it's just a white, but I made plan sheets the way that I teach. And there's 52 of them. <laughs> 52. So it's a three ring binder that it's you have. Three ring binder. No clue. And you've yeah. got the three hole punch pages that you've, uh, that you've printed yeah. off and, and yeah. populated inside this notebook. That's right. And then I, I put a copy of my book in the back, all the Bible skill games. This is for elementary. Yeah. There's one for preschool teachers as well. And it has learning center book in the back. But let me tell you about the elementary plan sheet first. I just, I just created a plan sheet that actually is the way I do it. <laughs> and so I, it has dotted line in the middle. You fold it over and on one side, it just has all the activities you're going to do. And on the other side is a place for all of the Bible stories. So where it's at, and you'll see, I just have a little bullet all just the way there. <laughs> because when you're going to tell the Bible story, even if you copy it out of the curriculum, and I know right. it, it's hard to, it, in my mind, it's hard to even say the story better than the writer wrote it because they, they labored all over all those words. Every little word. There. That's right. Even yeah. if, even if you just wrote it straight out of the book, one line at a time, this fits perfect in your Bible. My Bible's across the room. Uh, fits perfect in your Bible. You put your finger on it. You look them in the eyes when you're telling the story because your eyes have yes. so much expression. It's more engaging. Use your own words, put your fingers on this, and you just move down each mm -hmm. time that you're going to your next note. You, you can see it and you'll be an excellent storyteller yes. because you're pacing the story and they can follow with you. And then if you drop your voice a little or you have big gestures, all of that is so engaging and it restarts their attention span because of the way you did that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll tell you about teaching preteens in just a second. It's a little different. So yes. remind me, Chuck, okay? Okay, I will not forget. Okay, so go go back to the whole hour, how I'm going to plan it. Well, at the very beginning, the opening activities, Chuck, way back in the olden days, <laughs> we, we first had our curriculum had activities that you would do at the table. And we would enlist a teacher to be at each table. So it would be three yeah. teachers and a director. And the director would lead the worship time or the uh, large group time. Mm -hmm. Now, now it's nice if you can find two teachers. I mean, that that's the, the very minimum. And we're, we're trying our hardest just to this build. True. That's and, right. and so it's a lot different now, but think about this in a preschool classroom, they should walk in 
and and be greeted at the door, which is very important, then all of the learning centers are set up. And preschool teachers should have at least four. Uh, I know it gives us six ideas. And I think if you could even have seven ideas, that would be great. Uh, don't just come in and have one thing to do. Preschoolers need a variety and use all those centers. And there's more podcasts about yes. learning centers that you you can develop and really fall in love with how to create the early childhood classroom. It's really fun because of the way that they learn. You just have to uh, jump into that. So you have all of those set up. You say it to the child at the door, Caroline, today we have this in home living, this in blocks, this in art, this over in puzzles. What do you think you want to do first? And they get started. Now, they can move to any of them anytime they want. If they don't want to leave where they're at, that's fine, too. But all of those are designed around the learning approaches and how children like to learn. So it's all baked in. Perfect. And you'll even see in the in the preschool curriculum, it'll have in parentheses art or blocks. I mean, it'll give you where the focus is for that. Okay, that's the arrival activity for um, for preschool. Now let's talk about the arrival activity for elementary. In the olden days, when we had the different tables, you came in, everyone was doing the same thing, but you knew which table you were supposed to go to. So it was like assigned. And, and you know, everyone likes to go to Sunday school with a friend. So be yes. sure to let friends be together. I know if they turn into a toxic environment, you can't always have that. But for the most part, I think you can lead it, especially if someone's close, that uh, adult is close. Now, having that activity when they arrive means they're engaged immediately. Hmm. Now, in our curriculum, it's written where we have a, an arrival game with a Bible skill activity, which is perfect. That yes. always, always will work. It'll be apropos for whatever lesson, learning Bible skills. It just is. But I want to, I want to encourage you with this idea. Look in the back, the three options that you get to pick from. If one of those would work, use it just to change things up. Use one of those. You know, we usually only have time to do one of those. So if you can use one of them here and then one at the end, that's fine. You can tailor and customize your lesson to be what you want. So you look at all of the activity options and then you can set that up and you're going to have a lot of success because kids come in and they're engaged with something to go on immediately. And, you know, if they're not engaged, they'll be creative and they'll make their own fun. Boys usually get very active, physical, run, throw stuff. I mean, it's just the way it goes. They're going to use large muscle groups and make that happen. Girls don't. Girls sit, they talk, and they get mean. Oh, <laughs> so that sounds like a good transition to talk about preteen. So boys get physical, girls get mean. You want me to remind you to go to preteen. Let's go there because some of those behaviors don't change that much. No. (laughs) But our strategy does, right? I wondered when mean girls stop being mean, but I think social media has helped to be adult mean too. (laughs) So anyway, that's beside the point. So whenever we're teaching preteens, we need to be careful that we're not just teaching the who, what, where, when 
of the Bible story every time. You know, that's foundational learning. We've been learning that all the way through who, what, where, when. But when we get to preteen, we we need to stop that. We're going to have to back up and start creating an environment for inductive Bible study. What I mean by that is the first word out of the teacher's mouth should be why or how. So let's say, for instance, she walks in and the girls say, well, who's our story about today? And the teacher says, Ruth. And they're like, we already know it because they're smarty pants, preteen girls. Right. And they said, we already know it. It's about uh, a woman named Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, and another um, uh, sister-in-law, I think her name was uh, Oprah or something. And then uh, is in there. So anyway, she, uh, all the men died. And so they said, go home. And so Oprah went home, but, uh, Ruth went with Naomi and married some guy named Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, well, okay, you didn't get the names all right, but you kind of got the gist of the story, but you didn't get the meaning. You didn't, you, you, you missed why this was so important. And so let me just say, if you had started with why do families break up? How do families stay together? Let's see, let's see you answer that, smarty pants girls, <laughs> because that's a hard question. And the truth is all of us are affected by it. All of us have been affected by that. Yeah. So how do families stay together? Let's let them answer that and then turn it and say, now let's look in the Bible and let's see what the answer is to that. Because he, uh, the Bible talks about it in Ruth. When Ruth said, wherever you are, that's where I'm going to be. And I'm going to, your people are going to be my people and your God's going to be my God. Nothing but death is going to separate us. It was about a commitment. So n- now we understand why this, this is in here. And, and plus it starts the lineage of Jesus. Like this is very important stuff. And so preteen girls, preteens, in period, in general, that's right. Pass off all of the the rich truth, but it's because we're presenting it like they're still little kids. Yeah. So be wise whenever you're there. Let, let me show you when you've got your activity ready, and they're doing that when they get there. That is engaging to begin with, and then there's a group game which is going to usually be physical. I'm always going to push for something that's going to use large muscles or gross motor skills because they'll be more engaging after that. After you play that game, then you're going to say, what is the big question? Today's big question. And so the big question of the day, it might segue into the the lesson, but it's not in your curriculum. I'm saying you can think of a question. So let's say it's Ruth. So let's go ahead and and say, somebody, how long has your mom and dad or your grandparents been married? Can anybody tell me? And you get to ask questions. And and that kind of goes back to the other episode where I had the sticks and they all got to to talk because we need to hear from each other and listen to each other. And that builds the community that we want them to see in in the church. And so that's the environment we, we shoot for. And everybody gets to share, but then we get to move right into the story and we tell the Bible story. And then after that, we would do the review, the teaching picture. And then I would, if I have room, I would add the review game. And if there was time for another option, but all of those things are simple 
fill in the boxes. It's very good. And then when I'm here, I can turn it over. I've got my lesson. I turn it back over. So it's all on one page. Very easy. The, the preschool uh, sheet that I made, it had the learning centers on one side. And then the story was a half page on the other side, because there's a lot of items you have to gather and set up. So it needed a little more room, but it really is an easy way to write down and prep what it is you want to use instead of just starring it in your book and carrying that book around. And a lot of times with my book and there's, you know, a lot. Uh, so to, in a, from a positive point of view, there's a lot of really rich content that comes in your curriculum, especially if you're using a Lifeway Kids resource right? or the Bible, Bible Studies for Life, the Gospel Project. There's rich material. Like you said, Mark, the wording of those lessons is so intentional yeah. that it can be best for us to go word for word on some of that. With a lot of it, when I'm teaching, honestly, I go through with my highlighter and I'm like, okay, this is a section that I'm going to say. And then I'm going to skip, 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 skip. And then I'm going to say this. And so I love your idea of having this separate kind of a template that you've designed that lets you you transcribe those pieces, right? If you write it, just the bullets of it, you'll use, you'll use your own uh, way to pronounce a name or something that'll help you remember how to say it. You'll put, for instance, you might put V for verse seven and you'll say, all right, look at verse seven. What did Jesus say to the people? Yeah. All right. Then now their noses are in the Bible and they're answering that question. And then you go a little further. Okay. Look in V23. And I say, okay, look in verse 23. What did the people say to Jesus? And, and so they have to look, if we can keep their faces in the Bible and have them reading that's, but you have to guide that. You have to keep guiding that. Well, and for us as leaders to Mm -hmm. be able to boil down that that session to mm-hmm. a one sheet of paper that we can fold in half fits in our Bible yeah. and it gives us all the cues that yeah. we need. And then we train up our volunteers as they prepare. It's really a matter of taking that lesson plan mm-hmm. and writing across the things yeah. that you're going to say so that you've got it in that template saves time yeah. and helps you be so much more effective and purposeful in how you lead in the, in be the sure classroom. to tell your people there's a lot of ideas here. Yes. And you've only got this much time. Choose wisely. Be selective. On your sheet. It, choose things that fit your kids. Choose things that you enjoy. But you don't feel like you have to do everything because you're you're not going to be successful. There's a lot of good ideas. Speaking of a lot of good ideas, Mr. Mark, thank you so much for being here. For, we love you. I love you, brother. I'm so glad to have you. I always enjoy when we get to talk and I can't get enough. We need more time together. I honestly, I wish you lived in Nashville or I lived in Oklahoma. Yeah, because I feel awesome, like we would it? hang out. I we wish we could. Would. I really do. Yeah. So, hey, listeners, if you can't get enough, Mr. Mark, I want to make sure that we direct you to his webpage. So, Mr. 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 Mark'sClassroom.com is where you can find all kinds of great things from Mark Jones. He's got no shortage of creative ideas and ministry strategies. So please, please go check out his website. He would love that and uh, look for all the great wisdom that's there from Mr. Mark. And uh, so, Mark, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Chuck. I enjoyed it.
Listeners, thank you. We always love it when you're here. So you keep coming back. Tell your friends, share the podcast on your social feeds. Tell your volunteers. We want to inform, inspire, and equip you for ministry. That's our heart at Lifeway Kids. And that's the purpose of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. So thank you for listening. Come back again soon. And we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. As kids grow, their understanding of foundational truths grows with them. Bible Studies for Life Kids helps you teach kids the way they learn best with curriculum that's designed for their specific age and stage of development. You can get a step-by-step discipleship plan that you can trust for your babies through preteens. Try a free sample today at BibleStudiesForLife.com.